Who wants to be a superhero? Erica Belfry once did. But after an ill-fated attempt to stop a supervillain's bank robbery, she found herself on the wrong side of the law as the supervillain Princess Crash. Now partnered with Jefferson, alias Weatherman, a crotchety thespian with storm powers, and ironically the same villain she tried to stop in her first heroic venture, Erica finds herself navigating the complicated world behind the cape. One in which every daring hero and villainous heel answers to a corrupt secret organization known only as the Board. Forced to battle heroes in orchestrated public bouts known as capers, Erica for a while enjoyed her new adventures as a pretend villain. That was until she discovered the harsh truth. Although their capers were planned, the consequences of a heel losing a caper and being caught meant going to prison for life. Now caught as pawns in the schemes of the true enemies who control the battleground, Erica and Jefferson recognize the dangers they face. For this is a dangerous world for those who don't play their parts in this theater of heels. Support me on Patreon. Previously on Theater of Heels. Tensions at Erica and Jefferson's headquarters have never been higher. The reason for that strain was Erica's mother, Mary Belfry, who continued to stay in their home to both keep an eye on her daughter and attempt to dissuade Erica from her life of crime. Since she couldn't discourage Erica from the latter, Mary's anger towards Jefferson grew more and more. Blaming Jefferson for his part for Erica's perceived corruption, Mary's growing rage exploded in a fierce tirade that left everyone shaken. In the aftermath, Mary retired to her guest room, refusing to speak to anyone, including Erica. Before the supervillain partners had time to process this occurrence, the pair were unexpectedly called by the board, who wanted to meet them immediately for a new caper. And now, I present you with our current episode. Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Heroes, Heist, and Heels, Part 4, Family Matters, Chapter 18, Public Approval. Mom is going to be furious that we left her behind while she napped. Jefferson nodded inside. I know, but it couldn't be helped. Erica looked at him. I know, but... Harmony wishes we could tell her about this place. Why we do what we do, but... She exhaled slowly. I'm already terrified for Cedric. I couldn't imagine putting a similar contract on Mom or Dad. Especially Dad. He literally couldn't keep his mouth shut if his life depended on it. He'd be dead in a week. In a day, in fact. She shook her head. Let's talk about something else. I don't want to think about that contract stuff with my family anymore. Uh, fine. We should focus on the matter at hand. Oh yeah, we're going in to talk about our next caper. Erica's heart hammered harder in her chest. She sarcastically added, That should definitely lower my anxiety level. Ah, right, said Jefferson. I apologize for that. Erica waved away the remark. It's okay. Well, no, it's not, but what can we do? Jefferson, not knowing what else to say, continued walking beside her in silence. Shortly thereafter, the pair of them reached an innocuous barbershop. 
The older muscular barber, who was once the superhero known as Hammerstrike, glanced at them with surprise. His crinkled face went into a tornado of emotions as he looked between them. My god! I haven't seen you in forever! No one has! Yes, well, we have been lying low after our encounter with Sleek in the Majestic Police Department. He glowered at Jefferson. How can you leave this poor girl like you did, alone with that psycho Sleek? Jefferson took a step back. I'm sorry? The older man's rage overrode his response. I have half a mind to... Erica stepped in front of him. Sir, um, mister, uh, I'm so sorry. I never caught your actual name before now. He glanced down at her in surprise. It's, uh, it's, uh, Dondre Thompson. She held out her hand. Hi, Mr. Thompson. I'm Erica Belfry. He tenderly shook it. It's a pleasure, young lady. He said a little louder. Are you doing okay? She smiled. I am. Well, relatively speaking. Mr. Thompson, I appreciate your willingness to defend me. We truly need your kind of chivalry in this world. She gestured toward her partner. Jefferson made a very public mistake. One that hurt me directly. But he has shown me nothing but kindness before and since that moment. Jefferson also broke a ton of rules to save me from my more unfortunate circumstances. Despite his surly and sometimes pompous nature, he is a good man. Could you show him a little kindness for me? Hmm, Mr. Thompson grunted. If you say so, he glared at Jefferson again. But I will be watching you. Jefferson ground his teeth. I shall gird my loins. Mr. Thompson sniffed. Hmm. Okay, then. Erica sighed and guided Jefferson away from the barber into the back rooms where the secret teleporter room was located behind the false wall. I have half a mind to blast that mongrel with all the lightning I can muster. Jefferson growled under his breath as he entered the secret room with the teleporter pad. Easy killer, said Erica as she entered the code on the keypad on the wall. He's just... She shook her head as no answer came. I don't know. She exhaled slowly and looked up at her partner with a reassuring smile she did not feel. Jefferson noted her expression beneath her well-intentioned smile and nodded. Feeling uneasy, he muttered, This bodes some strange eruption to our state. Erica glanced at him. What was that? He shook his head. Nothing worth repeating. Let us be off. She grinned and tapped the last button. Energizing! The light flashed and he rolled his eyes. I saw that! Jefferson said dryly. I wouldn't dream of trying to evade your keen perception. Erica chuckled as she stepped off the teleportation pad and froze. Jefferson, who was right behind her, bumped into her back. Why have you stopped? Oh, sorry. She pointed ahead of them. I just wasn't expecting to see that. Looking past her, Jefferson grunted. I guess they routed our teleportation pad to the main teleportation corridor. What happened to our last spot? Erica demanded. I liked their quiet avenue into the complex. Jefferson shrugged. Who knows? Maybe it needed repairs. Or they needed their space for some other pedestrian reason. The board... 
as you can guess, did not see fit to consult with me. Come on, it would not do for us to be late. They stepped off one of the teleportation pads that lined the wall across the giant floor-to-ceiling window of the newsroom. The room itself was divided into several sections. Several of the areas were comprised of the film studio for the various local news shows. Out to one side, they could see Victor Tango and Monica Beach sitting behind their anchor desk, preparing for their afternoon report. Victor was getting makeup reapplied, while Monica distractedly fidgeted with her papers. The largest room was a bustling hive of activity. Nondescript men and women worked at computers, or moved about at a frantic pace from one activity to the next. The far wall was comprised of a multitude of screens depicting various news and social media outlets. Watching them work, Erica asked, So, can they see us through the glass? Jefferson shook his head. No, it's one way. From what I've heard, the board likes to keep a close eye on the news broadcast, but no one in the production studio is aware of the activities that happens on this side of the wall. He knocked on the glass for emphasis. How do you know this? Jefferson shrugged again. It's more or less considered common knowledge. Erica grinned. Because of all the memos from the board you're getting? Jefferson glowered. No one likes a smartass. Erica's chuckle was instantly stifled with a gasp. What is it? Jefferson demanded. Erica pointed mutely and Jefferson cursed. Staring down at them was the face of an enormous sleek. The close-up image of her brooding face was on the giant screen in the center of the wall of monitors. Erica clutched her heart panting. My god, that scared the crap out of me. Jefferson patted her shoulder. I heard she was damaged in her fight at the Founders Aid Gala. I guess they repaired her, murmured Erica. Huh, pity. He shook his head. She may have been fixed, but that doesn't explain her fame points. Why in the world are they showing that horrible woman on display like that? I thought she dropped out of favor after our fight. Erica glanced around and nodded to a screen in the corner. I think that's why. The monitor in question showed Sleek lounging on the couch of a talk show as the host asked her questions. They couldn't hear her answers, but everything she said was punctuated with quick videos. Erica saw a picture of her fight with Sleek. It showed the cybernetic woman snarling as she held a truck over her head. To Erica's surprise, she realized that the footage came from her own vlog. The following image showed her in the air as she blasted her energy cannon at Waterfall. Erica tapped on her cell phone and exhaled in frustration. Her fame points have been on the steady rise since her battle at the gala. It looks like her chief demographics doesn't care that she's violent and amoral. Just then, the largest screen flashed, and Slick's ranking shot up from 14th to 10th. Erica gaped. She's back in the top 10 favorite heroes! I would dare say that they probably approve of such qualities growled Jefferson, shaking his head. Damn Neanderthals. Come on, I've seen enough of that blasted woman for two lifetimes. They continued down the hallway that lined the news studios to the main entrance. Then they walked past the studio where Sleek sat on the couch, still in the middle of her interview. Erica suppressed a shiver. I hate being so close to her. It's okay, Jefferson reassured her. It's a one-way soundproof glass. She can't see or... Slick's head suddenly snapped around. In one instant, she went from talking amiably with her interviewer 
She was glowering through the glass directly at them. Um, Jefferson? Erica squeaked. I think she could see us. Jefferson nodded, swallowing audibly. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> With that, the pair rushed for the door leading to the main corridor. As they exited, Erica glanced back one last time. Sleek was still tracking them as they left. As the door closed behind them, Erica leaned against the wall holding herself. Oh my god, that was... Erica swallowed. Intense. Jefferson finished for her. She nodded. Jefferson gestured forward. Come on, let us put some distance between us and that cybernetic psychopath. With that, he led her to the first main walkway of the maze. Like its nickname, given to those who walked its paths, the maze was a series of twisting hallways within a vast indoor complex. No one knew its exact location since everyone reached its locale via teleportation pads. There are rumors speculating on its whereabouts, ranging from placing it out into the depths of space, deep underground beneath the Cape's core headquarters, or on an offshore island out in the Pacific. Erica was impressed that she received excellent Wi-Fi and phone service, but the complex's servers still blocked her GPS. Regardless, the hallways were the only place where everyone who worked for the board, hero and heel alike, could finally let their collective guard down and be themselves. As such, the hallways were filled as such, the hallways were filled with shops and vendors focused on selling supplies to heroes and heels alike. There was a modest crowd roaming from shop to shop. The first time Erica had been here only a few months back, she was overwhelmed by all the faces of the heroes and villains she saw mingling with each other or their families. Of course, her first time here, she had been in shock for a multitude of reasons. She had just survived her first near-death encounter with the homicidal Sleek, at which point the villain she had been trying to apprehend as an unlicensed hero, Weatherman. From that point on, her day had gotten stranger and stranger. Now she let the people, heroes and villains alike, wash past her line of sight as she followed her partner's lead. However, as they passed them, more and more people paused what they were doing to watch them go by. Erica wasn't the only one aware of the growing amount of murmuring occurring in their wake. Jefferson glowered as he heard his name spoken over and over again. Some of the words were positive. Did you hear how he staged a jailbreak to bust his partner out? That can't be true. It is. My cousin's a cop. He saw the whole thing go down at his station. No way! Other people were less forgiving. One gravelly voice growled. Saw how that coward fled then left that poor girl alone with Sleek? It's shameful, someone else replied. Why is Princess Crash still bothering with that creep? I have no idea, said the gravel voice man. It was up to me. I would have cut his dead weight long before now. Agreed. These negative remarks, plus the way many people openly glared at Jefferson, made him quicken his pace, with Erica close behind. He growled under his breath. Typical. He glanced back at Erica, and saw that she had a faraway look in her eyes, and a small smile on her face. What are you so cheerful about? He demanded. She looked at him with a start. Oh, sorry. I was a million miles away. I was just thinking about the first time we were here, and how you helped me get through this place. Jefferson grunted. Oh, well, come on then. 
He strode forward purposely, slightly mollified. Hey, Stuart! Jefferson! I'm talking to you! They both turned as a rail-thin man with a blazing skull waved at them from several stores down. The crowd parted to make room for Skull Lord Chaos as he approached them. Erica nervously watched him draw closer. Jefferson stiffened. What do you want, William? Skull Lord extended his hand. Confused, Jefferson reflexively took it. Skull Lord, or rather William, shook it warmly. Listen, Jefferson, I don't know how to say this. You and I haven't always gotten along. I have to say that I based most of my opinions on the little I knew about you. I honestly thought you used up your previous partnerships and abandoned them to their fates. Jefferson looked away ashamed. I didn't know what happened to them. I thought... Erica, seeing her partner floundered, jumped to his defense. Listen, Jefferson didn't know what the board did. So he, you know... She looked around conspiratorially. To the captured heels? William held up his hands. Whoa, I'm not attacking him, nor you. I realize that now. He shook his head, and Erica found herself staring at the dancing flame-like energy above his skull. I just wanted to say congratulations. Jefferson frowned. Congratulations? Scorlord nodded. Again, Erica found herself tracking the odd energy movements of his head. Yes, I realize now that not many people know what you risk to rescue your partner. He glanced at Erica meaningfully. But I and a few others do. I wanted you to know that we appreciate the courage that it took for you to do that. You're a good man, Jefferson Stewart. Thank you, Jefferson said uncertainly. Skull Lord leaned in and lowered his voice. However, I have some friendly advice. You'll have to watch your back now more than ever. Really? Erica squeaked. Why? Skull Lord shook his head. Because the board is nothing if not petty, controlling, and cruel. They don't want anyone to know that they lost control of their assets. So, they released a rumor that the entire jailbreak was staged amongst the populace here. Ah. Uh, what makes you say that? Listen, do you remember when you came here looking for answers when she went missing? Erica looked at her partner. You did? Jefferson nodded. Yes. What of it? Well, you remember how a bunch of us heels confronted you after you left the office? Yes, Jefferson said tightly. Well, I think the board is targeting those of us who are the ringleaders of that intervention. Jefferson's eyes bulged. What? Why do you believe that? Skullord glanced around nervously. Because we're the ones that know, or at least strongly suspect, that you went off books. I think the board wants to keep that knowledge strictly on the need-to-know basis. That still doesn't really answer why you think you're being targeted, said Erica. Listen, I know I sound paranoid, but it's all there, said Skullord. Scorchskin was taken out last week by Sir Noble and Pyrexia. Then the week before, Brainiate was involved in a devastating battle with Blue Horizon, where he was captured. Then there was what happened to Clan and Waterfall. Jefferson added, They had that bad caper at the gala. Right. Yes, said Skullord. But that's not it. 
Both of them have essentially disappeared since that night. No one has seen or heard from them since. Erica tilted her head. I haven't heard anything on the news about either of them being captured. If something that big happened, I'm pretty sure the hero report would have screamed it off the rooftops. Skolor nodded. I know, right? That one is the weirdest of all. There hasn't been anything on them, good or bad. It feels like a cover-up. I know the news says Waterfall is somehow responsible for that explosion, but... He shook his head. She would never dream of doing anything like that. Erica's eyes narrowed. Sleek, on the other hand, would not be above using artillery like that. Skolor looked at her thoughtfully. You know, I think you might be right. Slick has always been, what are you three discussing so passionately? They froze as the same voice echoed inside their heads. Nothing, said Skolord, as Jefferson said, the weather. At the same time that Erica stated matter-of-factly, playing in Waterfall, the two men in her company turned to face her shocked. Erica shrugged, what? Sound like you can't read our minds. This garnered a surprised outward chuckle from the faceless businessman. <laughs> His voice, cruel and mirthful, sounded in her head. I can see why others find you so interesting. Your mind is quite unique. He shook himself. Regardless, now is not the time for idle chatter. The three of you have an appointment to which you must attend. Do I make myself clear? They nodded and started down the corridor towards the business office. The businessman held up his hand. Before you go, Skolord, I want a word. Uh, sure, Skolord said nervously. Wordlessly, Jefferson and Erica glanced at Skolord before they parted company. When they walked some distance away, Erica finally broke the silence between them and asked, What do you suppose they want with him? Jefferson shook his head. There is no way of telling, but whatever it is, it can't be good. Discover what's happening on the next episode of Theater Heals after these messages. On the next episode of Theater of Heals, Volume 2, Heroes, Tyson and Heals. For the first time in weeks, Erica and Jefferson come face to faceless with a businessman of the board. Upon seeing the businessman responsible for placing a deadly psionic contract on her brother, Erica becomes antagonistic, forcing their host's ire. However, the biggest shock they face is when they discover which hero is in their next caper. Tune in next week for Theater of Heels, Volume 2, Chapter 19, Projecting Respect. See you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, Perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChansey.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights, 
and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.